next legacy. All right, that's what's up, my friend. All right, let's get it started. I think Hammer said that at one point in time. What's up, people? This is Charles. I am Brandon Madison of Next Legacy Radio. And I hear, listen, I had a chance to listen to this guy's music, checked out his information, not just social media, but also all the things that this man has going on, award-winning, gold-selling R&B recording artist. I have Drew Grange of Soul Nostalgic in the house with me on Next Legacy Radio. What's up, my friend? Yes, sir. How are you, brother? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed on this day to be able to hit you with an interview, and I got to always start off top and just tell you that, listen, I don't know if people give you your flowers like this all the time, but I'm going to tell you, man, I appreciate the effort and what you're trying to do to be able to get your brand out there to the people because, to me, man, giving God-given talent and trying to put the effort of getting your kind of style and how you get down with what you do out there to the people, it's a grind and you got to be celebrated. So thank you for what you're doing, bro. I'm, I'm honored, man. Thank you. I really appreciate the kind words, my friend. Man, it's, 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 man I, just, I just love how you're paying the forward, what you're doing. So for the listeners out there getting to know you for the very first time, tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing music. Yes, I've been doing music since I was 16 years old, started in an R&B group uh, called In Essence. We were managed by Funk Master Flex out of New York City. Um, you know, obviously, Funk Master Flex, the legend from Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, from, there, from there, we had a lot of success in Canada and uh, went solo in 2007. And from there, I've had gold records, uh, songwriting awards, and been pushing the, pushing the R&B torch, my friend. So when, when I look at your body of work, in the, you know, you mentioned – Funkmaster Flex, like you mentioned, le- legend in, in, in his own right as well for his contributions as well. Um, was there a specific moment as you were 16 or as you were growing up to the point where you felt like, you know what, I can make a career out of this. I want this. I need this. I have to embody this. I can't think of nothing else but music. Yeah, man, that was, uh, that was in high school, the first talent show that I did. Uh, I grew up a very shy kid, so it took a lot of nerve to kind of break myself out of my comfort zone and push myself to do this talent show. And the uh, first song I did was uh, Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition. I was singing with two other guys, um, and they had me walk on stage doing the, uh, the Ralph Tresvant part. Because I need somebody who will stand by me. My legs were shaking, I, my face was shaking, <laughs> but as soon as I got those first notes out, uh, you know, my peers in high school had never heard me sing before, and when they heard my voice, the place erupted, um, and just hearing the reaction from the audience, that feeling, I knew I had to have it again. <laughs> I knew I, I needed that, and that was where this whole journey began. It's interesting how you talk about just that experience and the and the nostalgia you'll get from not just being nervous but the the energy that you either get from the crowd or other people and things like that. I mean, I think it's super important for people to understand is like any time that you're doing something and putting something out there, it's it's hard enough as it is, but just to kind of see some of the accolades from 
just the the hard work you put in. I mean, those are memorable moments that you can never you can never take away, right? Oh, definitely, man. I got I got that gold record on my on my wall. I got that Juno Award. You know, I just I'm I'm very I'm very proud. And yeah, no one can take that from me, man. How do you how do you feel about just the the business in itself? The the entertainment business different. There's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there who are artists and some let's keep it true pretending to be artists and a lot of it's just different. It feels different. It's crowded. It's not you yeah. know it's it's different. I mean let's just keep it solid like that. How do you feel about it in yeah. today's day and age and just the expansion and the growth of music in general? How do you feel about it? Um, I have mixed emotions. You know, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the business model of the music industry right now with all of this streaming stuff and, you know, cutting a penny into, into parts. I didn't, I didn't know you could cut a penny in pieces, but I learned that (laughs) (laughs) seeing how they break down our streams on Spotify, you know, um, as as much as Spotify and the streaming gets our music out to the world in a very rapid way, very quickly to a lot of people, I feel like we've gone back in time, like to the 1920s, when artists just didn't really get their respect that they deserve. Right. You know, so that's, that's kind of what moved me into uh, making this move to put together my band Soul Nostalgic and doing this whole residency is just to find a way that I can still do my passion, still do music that I love, uh, that feeds my soul, and actually make some money, <laughs> make some yeah. actual yeah. income from it and not have to depend on, you know, hoping that my, my song gets added to thousands of playlists just to make literally pennies. Right. You know? Right. Hey, and Drew, you know what? A lot of people, and I, and I always got to put this out there for the public and the people who may or may not understand. For, a, let's just say, a three-minute song that you put together, compose, write, um, produce, you know, get, a, get, a, uh, get some assistance when it comes to that, it's not just three minutes you're in and out. It doesn't take three minutes to do a song. It can take a day, two days. It can take a month, whatever the case may be. There's a lot yeah. of sweat there's a lot of effort and there's a hard grind that comes into putting in one song, much less an album or anything like that. So as we talk about just the creativity of not just the work you put in, but the creativity of you sounding like yourself and not just somebody else, like tell the people out there how important it is to not just be for people to understand that it's a hard grind and you're trying to, you know, break bread and do financial things, but also you're trying to stay in your create your creative lane and trying to do the best you can and you're not trying to emulate anybody because you don't. You sound like you, which I which I appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a process. Like it's sometimes it's easy listening to the radio and it's easy to be influenced by things and you don't even realize. You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll be in the stu- I'll be in the studio and I'll think of a melody or even a song concept and then I'll record the song, come home and whatever, and listen to a playlist that I've had of other people's music and realize, oh, wow, this kind of sounds like Usher or this kind of sounds like Mario or whoever mm-hmm. and have to maybe tweak things to keep the originality there. And even that in itself is a process, you know, because we still compare ourselves to successful artists that are, you know, doing well in this business. So you still want to be, you still know you're going to be compared to your peers but you want to still have your own lane. So 
right. that in itself takes a process. And, and, you know. and, the proce- and the process to me is just, you know, everything that I feel like when it comes to just the effort that a lot of musicians like yourself make. Um, you mentioned earlier about the financial part of it, trying to be able to fit in. Um, how important is it to knock down shows and just, you know, make you, make yourself available to just kind of go and do uh, Drew Brang's tour, you know, for as many different cities and states and countries as possible. It's, I mean, that, that's a big part of the financial push too, right? Oh, definitely. Like the last tour that I did to promote my album that came out in 2021, um, you know, was self-funded, right? So I went through uh, seven countries across Europe, uh, ended up in France at the Madame Music Conference where you have to pay to get into that conference also, mm-hmm. right? So it, this is one of the, I, I feel like music is one of the only uh, jobs or industries that you have to pay to work. <laughs> 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 you don't get paid to work, you have to pay to work. <laughs> so I'm not yeah, sure how that really makes sense, but, you know, that's where the passion and the love really has to come in. You know, it's, a, it's that passion, that love that pushes you through all those obstacles to hope that, you know, okay, I'm going to pay for all this stuff to get to a certain level so my audience can hear me and I can reach my audience. So basically, Drew, Drew Granger, so nostalgic, is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. So basically what you're saying is you're, you, you invested a lot of time, effort, and money into yourself so you can be able to get this out there to the people. Do you, do you think, and just correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this, especially for artists or, or people out there that's doing a public service, because I feel like you do that as well. I feel like once yeah. you start making records, you start making hits, you start moving it to a different direction, and you're putting out music not just for yourself anymore, you're putting it out there for the people now, right? Definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it starts with me first. You know, it has to, has to start with me first, and whoever likes what I'm doing for myself, then, then that's fine. And whoever that doesn't, that's fine too. But it can't just be consumed with it only being for the people because that's where you kind of get caught up in, like I said before, you know, following what other people have done just to get on right. certain playlists or radio stations. You know, so it has to be, for me, a combination of both. Hey. I love it because Drew is not just, he's not a follower. He's a supporter. Like, you know, people that follow, uh, listen, I'm big on creativity. I need it. I feel like I've been, I feel like since the womb, I've loved music. You know what I mean? So I just love hearing different styles of music. To me, that's always been it because you can't compare yourself to, you know, a lot of people will try. You can't compare yourself to other artists because I'm trying to get into the, the Drew music profile that he has so I can be able to relate to him on a level that I can't relate to, say, from an Usher or a Trey Songz yeah. or whoever. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you got you to gotta be in a different mindset because I feel like this, Drew. If I'm listening to you, I'm focused on you, man. I'm not trying to compare you to nobody. I'm just saying. See, you're the type of music lover that I admire, my friend. Hey, you know, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> give give artists you know their own lane and there's there's i think there's too much comparing happening and kind of let artists you know we we have to let artists just be themselves and i think that's where artists shine the most and thrive you know i said drew and 
and and let y'all grow to be more. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yes. I mean, and I'm not just talking about being on the label A and R. You know. Uh, development, whatever. No, now you have the opportunity to be able to get your product out worldwide. But also, I want the consumers, the people out there that's listening, listening to the first time. Maybe I need to listen to it a second time or a third time. Or if you're catching the yep. vibe right away, look, I need to go tell my homeboy or I need to go tell my girlfriend or my wife or my mistress, whoever. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I need to yeah, let that, them know, that, like, that's hey. Actually... <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah, no, that's actually what I noticed going through through Europe was the audiences there. I I feel like they're almost more excited when they when they discover a new artist that maybe doesn't have as many streams or as many followers because they almost feel like they're now growing with them, you know, and they can now tell tell their friends, oh, well, you haven't heard of this guy, you haven't yeah. heard of this guy before. Check this guy out. You know what I mean? I yeah. love that about about Europe. I find that's a lot different from Canada. And I would think the U.S. too. I agree. I agree. Um, my radio station is different. I mean, we we play we play not just you know uh, established artists. We we we. I want those moments where I want you, Drew, to be like, yo, I listen to Next Legacy Radio. I heard my music for the first time. I'm gonna celebrate it like it's you know like I've never heard it on the radio before. I want those moments, man, and I want artists to feel that as well. Like we appreciate you. It's not. We don't do pay-for-play. We don't do any of that politics stuff. We get the good, hot records on there. I don't care who it is, if you're on a major or if you're an indie. And I think that's important. Yeah, so, I love it. Drew, talk to me about just the, the, the importance of radio. Radio still is, is still important as far as the development and growth of an artist, right? Oh, definitely. Radio is very important. I mean, there's still a large audience that, you know, doesn't really – Stream as much unless you have like you know uh, you know you hook up your phone to like your your car radio or whatever. But I feel like there's still a large audience that that loves radio, you know, and yeah. it's, and it's kind of uh, you know still discovering new music from from radio today. So I I do hope radio still you know has a has a long life. I do see it phasing out the way things are going, but I do still feel for the moment radio is very very important for artists no doubt uh important for marketing important for you know i always talk about just the day and age of you know how crowded the industry is right but also you know social media is also a crowded realm of how you distribute you know your content or news or whatever the case may be and you know how it is, man. Yeah. A lot of people can fake the funk all the time with, hey, I got a million uh, followers, but we already know the true story behind that. Like, what's the real percentage of people actually following you and supporting what you're doing versus what they're looking at versus whatever else they come up with, right? So it's a different way of, you know, putting yourself out there, but I still feel like if you gravitate to the to the real station and the real people out there that's trying to, you know, hey, I'm breaking this record for the very first time. Y'all need to grab onto it right now. I love that moment, man. Like, those moments are everything yeah. when you do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing like that. I think back to when, you know, uh, when I was with the group and we put out our first song, on, which was on Funk Master Flex's uh, 60 Minutes of Funk, yeah. um, our song You'll Never Find. And we were still living in, in Canada but traveling back and forth from Toronto to New York. And the first time they played it on Hot 97, prime time, and Flex was, you know, Flex drops bombs on his, on his new, uh, new releases. 
And our manager called us and put the phone to the radio and was like, yo, y'all are on the radio. And Flex was dropping bombs on it and, you know, bringing it back and starting it over again, over and over again. It was just going crazy. That feeling is still just a part of my life I will, I will never forget. And I know a lot of artists have had that same feeling. Come on, man. It, it ain't nothing better than celebrating moments like that. Not only that, doing it, you know, amongst the, the peers and the people that you work with. Now, you work with a group, and I want you to tell me a little bit about Soul Nostalgic and, and, and how that all came to be as far as the birth of it. Woo! I'm so excited, man. Soul Nostalgic. Um, you know, um, my, I actually got engaged about a year ago, and um, myself and my fiance have always been, like, looking for a place that we could, you know, get dressed up, and, uh, you know, have a nice dinner and be able to enjoy a nice, a nice show with music that, you know, we kind of grew up on. And searching for that, I couldn't find it, you know. So I was like, you know what, if anyone could create something like that, it's, it's me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that on. So, that, so that's kind of where it began. And I just started making a list um, before I even knew what I was before I even knew what I was going to do, I went in the studio and recorded my rendition of uh, Boys to Men, End of the Road. Mm-hmm. I recorded my rendition of Tony Tony, Feels Good. And I did my rendition of uh, New Edition, If It Isn't Love. And after playing back those songs, I'm like, you know what, I think I, think I have something here. And yeah. I knew right away what band that I wanted. There was a band out of Toronto. There is a band out of Toronto called The Recipe. And I've always just been a fan on the outside watching them and just, I was like, man, like what I could do if I could ever a band like that. And I just kind of stuck my neck out and took a chance and contacted them and uh, told them about my idea. And my guy, Juju Clark, man, he was just, he heard the idea. He heard my excitement and my passion and it got him excited. And he was like, you know what? Let's, let's do this. And we kind of put this whole showcase together. It's about an hour and a half. Um, you know, we got, the, we got the sophisticated look with the tuxedos and the full dance routines, the horn hey. section, full band. All you right. know, and, uh, and we put together like a Vegas-style dining experience show and, and, and dinner like, like, you know, that we've never seen before. And I think it's going to really uh, turn Toronto on its head <laughs> and really get people excited about something new for the city man isn't it cool how you could be able to match up and collaborate with like like-minded folks right like you have a vision yes. they're eating off they're feeding off that vision right do you they and vice versa you know what i mean and only the only way it's going to work is that people are literally passionate about what they do and what and being inspired yeah. by what other people do right yeah i mean the passion is is everything you know i could have been like oh, you know, I want to try something. I don't know if it's going to work, but, you know, like, no. I was like, guys, this is going to be crazy. Like, imagine it, picture it, you know, like, and I got them really, pulled them into my world. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's that passion from both sides that, that keeps us all going, you know, especially as artists. We need that passion to fuel us. Man, that's a beautiful thing. So, what can we ex- expect from Soul Nostalgic in terms of, you know, songs, projects, you know, visuals, you know, uh, locations as far as performances, stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, so right now it's beginning at uh, an amazing venue called Aqua Supper Club. It's uh, in uh, downtown Toronto. 
on one of the main main spots for entertainment on the exhibition ground. Um, we're going to be there for a residency. So it's kind of modeled a little bit after kind of like the way New Edition is doing their residency or Usher has his Vegas-style residency. Yeah. It's modeled after that, after that kind of model. And uh, we're starting off with the first four weeks at Aqua Supper Club. So we're there starting February 15th. Then we're there February 29th, March 7th, and March 14th. Um, so people know, you know, we're building something. So people know if there's a spot that you want to come to a sophisticated dining, Vegas-style, R&B throwbacks, you know, uh, not just R&B throwbacks, but throwbacks that people don't usually do live. Right. You know, like we're, like we're definitely doing, you know, the, like the known 90s and 80s, you know, known R&B hits, but we're even going a little further back to the 70s. You know, we're doing like, you know, like the Luther Vandross, Never Too Much. You know, we're doing uh, Cheryl Lynn, Got To Be Real. You know, just tunes that maybe you haven't really heard in this, in this way. And with the recipe, they, you know, they come from the church. They come from gospel. So, you know, gospel bands are on a whole nother level no when doubt. it comes to soul music and really bringing that, bringing that vibe. So the audience uh, will not be disappointed. That's a guarantee. Hey, hey, Drew, I'm going to tell you this, man, about myself. And, and, and don't hold me for it, for it when I say it. And I think you might understand anyway. <laughs> so you might, uh, you might know gospel music. No matter what, when that, when that, that genre of music, guaranteed, is going to make me tear up. It's like, you know, moments of R&B yeah. as well. Like, and when I say tear up, it's just a matter of reflection, good or bad. You know what I mean? Like, those are the yeah. two moments in my life. Like listening to gospel music and listening to R&B music that's going to take the bruh, bruh. You know what I mean when I say that, man. Like, it will take you to a place where where you didn't even know you had that place in you, and you can start boo-hooing. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, that's what, that's what we want. That's when we know we're doing something right, you know. We want people to, you know, really feel that, that, that soulful emotion that really – Makes you feel something, you know, man. I get man. I, I listen. Just you know, being honest with yourself about how you feel, man. I'm in touch with my emotional side, bro. I get it. I get it. I'm ready. I'm ready for an experience like that. So it's all good. Drew Grange of Soul Nostalgic is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. And um, uh, as before we wrap it up, I need everybody out there. If they're trying to book this man and this band, I need y'all to go to soulnostalgicevents at gmail.com. Stop playing and just go book these guys right away. Listen to their body of music. Listen to Drew's music. Just be a part of be a part of the moment before it passes you by. Because I'm telling y'all out there, if y'all, <laughs> I'm not I'm not Drew's agent, but if y'all miss this, if y'all miss this moment now, price is going up, people. Just saying. Just yes. saying. Price is going, I, is going up. I may so have to bring in. you on it. I may have Go to ahead, bring man. you on it, my agent. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you miss and I'm and I'm speaking the truth, man. I'm not talking about this guy just because he's my interview guest and he's bringing good energy, man. This, this man is deadly talented. So I need y'all to be in on the ground floor of this movement because if y'all don't, Price is going up, and that's just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm laughing, but it's true. It's true. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I need y'all to take this on. So, 
Listen, man, you mentioned you mentioned something about the seventies, eighties, nineties, you know, taking back music from certain decades or whatnot. So my age old question that I have, my friend, and there is no right or wrong answer to this question. Drew, what's your favorite decade, sir, of music? That is a very hard question, man, because you know, I was I was born in the seventies, you yeah. know, so you know, I listened to what my dad was playing from the Manhattans, you know, through the Temptations to all the way up into, you know, the 80s um, from, you know, from New Edition and, you know, Jodeci uh, and then coming through the 90s with <laughs> Drew Hill and Jagged Edge. And right. It's just, uh, I would say, though, for some reason, I feel like I gravitate through from, I would say, 70s and 80s. Okay. I think I feel I naturally just gravitate to that. Even when I'm writing my own original music, you can definitely hear a 70s, 80s vibe in my, in my songwriting, in my style. Come on, man. Come on. You, again, there, there, is no, there is no right or wrong answer. There is just an answer. And I can feel, and I can feel you on that, too, because, you know, born in the 70s myself, I'm an 80s guy, man. You got to think about it. 80s was a decade of diversity. You know, hip-hop was coming of age. But also, man, movie soundtrack. Drew, come on, bro. Movie soundtrack. Right, exactly. I mean, it was like that for the 70s. Let's get props up top for that, though. But the 80s, bruh, bruh. Woo. Yeah. Man, you come up with a, any movie of any situation, you're going to either remember a soundtrack or a, a, a song from it, and it's just going to take you there. You know what I mean? And I think that's the, the importance true. of how much of an impact music can have. It can, it can mold and shape decades upon decades upon decades. And it's just like appreciating the people before us as well because I wasn't born around the time Stevie Wonder came through, but his music is everything to me. You know what I mean? Ooh. Just like, you know, one of my favorite artists of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? So you get it. You get it. It's, it's just we didn't have to be there for the – for the for the uh, beginning of it, but man, that legacy is so tight, man. Come on, come on, and that's what I want for you, Drew. I just want people to understand how important you're putting this out there for the people, and I and I also want to uh, reiterate that everything that you do moving forward is all legacy built. You know what I'm saying? So each song, each yes. each concert, each this, each that, you know, the work you put in and the hard work you put in to to make it. You know what I mean to make it pop. So I gotta give you, uh, I gotta give you credit where credit's due. Once again, book this guy and this group. Go to soulnostalgicevents at gmail dot com. And in uh, closing, Drew, I want you to give shout out to whoever social media as well. The floor is yours, my friend. Yes, follow me at Drew Grange. That's D R U G R A N G E. Shout out to Sasha Schultz. PR and uh, yeah, man, check out Soul Nostalgic. Like you said, uh, you can email to book at soulnostalgicevents at gmail.com. And I really appreciate you, my friend. Hey, man, this is just the beginning of more, man. We're not just going to do an interview and call it a day. I mean, your, your song, your music will and will be getting rotation on a regular basis for life. Okay, so, listen, I'm big, on, I'm big on breaking music, so you give me an exclusive. Whoo, I got you. We're going to turn that into a okay. fanfare event. So anything that comes your way as far as that goes, man, come on. I'm trying to bring that true feeling back like we did back in the day, man. Come on. 
That's how we so, do it. I love it. That's how we, how I we love do it. it. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. And in closing, man, I wanna I wanna thank you for not just taking the time to hang out with the uh, with the with the worldwide listeners of Next Legacy Radio, but thank you again for the work that you are putting in and continue to put in. Um, we listen and we hear, and there's a difference between the two. Like we can do both. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and it's important. It's it's very important for people to support people and pay it forward that way. So, Drew, you got a home here at Next Legacy, man. I love it. I I really appreciate it, my friend. We uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. Absolutely. I got you. I got you locked in, and, and let's continue to just make sure that we keep pushing this positive energy through music and entertainment, yeah. and make sure that we uh, right the ship and make sure everybody gets inspired by what we do. Because you inspired me, man. I'm about to uh, you know, I'm about to go see if I could do some monumentous, uh, you know, historic. Because I just I just interviewed two grains of so nostalgic now, so I'm trying to figure it out, man. So you know, this is yes. do what we do. Okay. <laughs> All right, brother. Have, have an amazing Sunday. You as well, man. Have a blessed one. All right. Respect. All right. Next legacy.